Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in our guest blog, found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Lisa Reed, a speaker, trainer, and author who has booked and delivered over 600 speaking gigs and is the founder of the International Speakers Network. We're going to discuss how Lisa took the leap of faith to business owner and is sharing her secrets with leaders who not only want to make an impact by sharing their message, but ultimately attract their ideal clients through speaking. And Lisa joins us from Orange County, California. Welcome. Hi, so excited to be here. You know, I've been so looking forward to our conversation because when I read your bio and I took a look at your website, I thought, geez, Louise, girlfriend, 600 speaking engagements. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. So for our viewing and listening audience, maybe you can start by giving us an idea as to why you decided to go from corporate leader. I mean, I know that you were doing a lot in education and so on and so forth to starting your own business. Well, it's a long story, so I'll keep it short. Basically, I've always, I always remember wanting to be an entrepreneur, probably because my dad had his own business growing up and had his office sometimes in our home. And so I was really comfortable with that. But when I got out of college, it was more like, okay, get a job type. It. Like, I, I don't know. It was just was the nineties and yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what you did. And absolutely. I didn't have necessarily the vision of what it was that I wanted to do. But throughout the decades, I would kind of dabble in entrepreneurialism and then dive deep into it and then go back into corporate and things like that. So it was kind of this back and forth for a while. And I don't judge either way. I mean, we all have our own path and there's pros and cons to both. But when the pandemic hit, it became pretty clear to me that I was really wanting to do what I knew I could do best. And I had been working with an amazing company, but when COVID hit, it really shifted a lot of the things. And I had already started my business when I was working with them. And I realized I was kind of holding my own business back and holding opportunities back, like not really searching for opportunities because I was balancing both sure. commitments. And it came to a point where I realized, okay, I'm ready to give it my all and go full force into Lisa land. Like this is, this is where the energy is going to go. And now that I've done that, it's been several years. I don't imagine, I, I can't imagine me now working again for someone else. Right. So, right. Now, did you write your book before you started your business or after you started your business? I started, I wrote the book after I started my business 2017. Yeah. And then this book came out like January, 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was really weird because I had written it at the end of the year, 2019, published it January, 2020. And then of course, uh, three months later, everything's changed. Sure. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, is this irrelevant? Is this even going to be a yeah, thing? What's going to happen? Everyone's yeah. kind of freaking out. You're not really sure what's going to happen. Sure. And I reread it and I go, wait, no, all this is totally relevant. The only thing you don't have to do is carry all your stuff to, the, to the place. event. Yeah. yeah just, exactly. It's all virtual. So it, it actually made it easier in a way for speaking. It made it uh, less, uh, less borders, you know, then sure. I, you know, started speaking in Canada, started speaking in different States. Uh, even in one day I could speak, you know, Mississippi, and then I could speak in California or New York or wherever yep. without leaving my house. It was great. 
Yeah. Now, I, I would think that the folks that you're connecting with or the folks that are going into Lisa land, as you call it, <laughs> are the ones that are looking for your help virtually. Because to your point, what yeah. an awesome, I mean, one thing that we've learned is there's no longer any borders about doing things online. I mean, yeah. we used to have a lot of trepidation about that before, but now it's kind of opened the floodgates and people are much more accepting of doing things totally. online. So it, how do you connect with your ideal client? Because, you know, one of the things that you talk about is speaking to the right target market so that you attract the right audience right. or the right client. So how do you do that when you're speaking? Well, for me, and this is what I would say to my clients as well, figuring out what your talk is going to be and then how that all relates to the business. Like it's all, it's kind of like a holistic approach. Like you think of your, your mind, your body, your spirits, like it's all connected. You can't separate one from the my other, favorite, yeah. but sometimes you're giving a little more attention to one of one of those aspects. Same with speaking. It's like, okay, whatever your talk is needs to relate to your business and relate to what's that next step for people to take. And then also they need to go that step further and think, and who would want to hear this talk? Who is this relevant for? Where is it appropriate? Because some, you know, there's different reasons why people get together. Sure. And like if you're in a church, for example, and someone starts selling you something, you're like, wait, what? Like you're yeah, not going to church. It's not the right place. <laughs> so you have to think of like, what are what am I here for? What are they expecting in a way? And when you do that, it all of a sudden gets pretty clear, at least when I work with my clients, like, I think it feels overwhelming when you first are getting started as a speaker. You're thinking, who would, who would ever want to have me speak? And how would I ever get accepted into you know being on stage or whatever? We have all these worries. But when we start to get super clear on your message and where your people are, it gets really easy. It's like, oh, blinders come off. It's just like, here's where I'm supposed to be. Here's where I'm supposed to be. And then you can move forward a lot quicker. You know, I love the reference that you've made to focus because you need to focus your topic on not only relevant to your business, but who you are, right? Because we're really yeah. sharing our own story. Yes. Right? Yeah. Nobody else. I always say like, no one else can be you. You're already taken. Like it, you can't. And and I also work with a lot of, uh, for example, coaches, for example, they, they may have just gotten their coaching certification or they've been coaching for a couple of years and they're starting to now realize oh, I'm just not like a life coach or a business coach. I am this kind of coach. Like I work with this type of person. Maybe it's an industry, maybe it's a language, uh, you know, like Spanish speaking, or maybe it's a certain problem that they help solve. One of my clients works with accountants a lot because she used to be an accountant, but now she's a coach and she understands how stressed out they are and why they're stressed out and what's kind of in their way. So that's her target market. And I think that's really smart. Yeah, because you know, the passion will come out when you are able to talk about a topic that's really familiar. Yes. Right? Yes. And especially when we're storytelling, because storytelling, you know, the, the voice inflection, the emotion, all of those sorts of things are probably very important for audience connection. And then yes. therefore, the after the after sales opportunities, right? They don't just appear or they don't fall out of the sky, right? You have to sort of nurture that along the way. So for those who are just starting out, they're listening to us and they're going, oh yeah, sure. You know, here we've got two ladies who've been in business for a long time and they've been speaking and they're making it sound so easy. And I'm just starting out and I'm scared to death to get on the stage. I don't have a book. 
Um, I'm kind of thinking this might be my topic, but I'm not 100% sure. What do I do? Yeah, at that point, I mean, any of the listeners, if you're out there listening and you're waiting for a sign, this just might have been it. I am happy to have a consultation with someone that's actually the perfect kind of, per you just described like my perfect person that I perfect love to client. help because it's like, gosh, cool. We don't have to unlearn anything. Like, let me show you how easy it can be, how we get you all set up. I, I think of it as I'm a, I'm a, let me teach you how to fish versus feed you a fish kind of a gal. You can use speaking for the rest of your career. And even if you change topics or change industries, you just, it's the same skill. You just like plop it into a new thing, figure out, we'll figure out your talk. You don't need to come to me with that. I'll figure it out. I'm like, I always, it's funny when people say, oh, I haven't figured out my talk yet. I don't want to talk to you yet. I'm like, that's what I'm going to help you with. <laughs> and I'm going to help you faster than you could ever imagine. We don't need to like labor over it for any longer. Stop laboring. Just come on in. And I actually call myself sometimes the talk doula, talk OBGYN. Oh, talk, I love that. Talk midwife. Like I'm like, who I'll who you are, whoever you need me to be in that delivery room, we're gonna get that baby out because you it's it's it doesn't come to just anybody. Like right. not just anybody is thinking, I should be a speaker. Mm -hmm. I really have a message to share. It only comes to people who actually have something powerful to share. Right. Like, so that's a sign that. Someone needs your help. It's a gift yeah. because 100%. not everybody, I mean, even if we did it in corporate, I mean, I used to say, you know, I used to get up in front of hundreds of people in corporate and deliver a message, but I had that huge logo behind me. You know, it was a brand that everybody knew. It was, you know, widely recognized. Everybody in the country knew that company. So they expect you to be pretty good at what you're doing or the company wouldn't hire you. Right. But then when you go out on your own and you have this little teeny weeny logo that nobody knows, right? <laughs> we spend all this time and effort trying to spending on our image, on our branding, on our corporate colors. And then we're, and so you should be so proud of that image. But then when you start to share it, people are like, well, who are you? And, right. you know, and what gives you the, the, the experience to be able to share your story. So I think it's a gift because, you know, I always say it's a huge leap of faith to get up there on a stage. Absolutely. And share a story because unless you've stood, walked a mile in that person's shoes, you have no idea how much courage that takes. That is so true. It is not for the faint of heart. And and I always say too, like no one can do your push-ups for you. Like you're up there. It's you, you, and you. And so even when I'm working with someone on their talk, it's kind of like I, I compare it to shopping with someone where you're like, that outfit looks so cute on you. But if they don't think the outfit looks cute on them, they are not going to, they're either going to buy it because so they feel true. bad and then they'll never wear it yes, or they won't so buy it. True. And so it's like, I don't need to love your talk. You need to love your talk because it's you. It's a part of you. And so that's another piece that I'll, I'll like be listening. I'll be feeling what they're feeling. I'm kind of like, I want to be in there with him. And so I'm like, I'm not married to any of this. Like, we're just, we're going to collaborate until we find like, Ooh, the goosebump moment. Like, this is your, yeah, this is your thing Yeah, because then you're going to be excited about sharing it and, or, you know, excited might be a little scared. That's okay. But in a good way, right. Moving forward, yeah. like failing forward or just moving forward so that you can make that difference. I don't think the butterflies ever go away. Do the butterflies ever go away? You know, for me, it changes some instances. I feel more nervous than others. And I think that's interesting. A, a lot of get that feedback from a lot of my clients where, for example, uh, some people get nervous speaking in front of people they know. Some people get nervous speaking in front of people they don't know. Right. Okay. You know, 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We get nervous for different reasons. Yeah. But I think that's a healthy, you know, I always mm -hmm. say to myself, okay, this is good. This is good because yeah. that little bit of trepidation makes you be a little bit more on your game. You stand a little taller, you know, you throw your shoulders back, you start noodling the things in your brain that you want to say to make that first audience connection. And I think all of those, I think it's healthy to have a little bit of butterflies. I think you're right. I had, I went to a, I love going to live concerts and rock shows and things like that. And we saw a band that had been around for a few, you know, few decades, let's just say. And it was a really, unfortunately, poor performance. He, the, the lead singer had amazing charisma. Like he really was warming up. He was really in with the audience. Like that was his, you could tell he was in his zone there, but his singing, it was Ooh. off, you know, off tune and such. And I thought after, after leaving, I was like, Hmm, he got a little too comfy. Like he just got yeah. comfortable because he could rely on his personality, his good looks. And, you know, he knows the songs, knows the deal. And I'm like, Oh, okay. He, you know, that's, that's can what that can happen when sure. we get sure. too comfy. So here's a really interesting question, and I'm sure that this has happened to many people who have been in speaking. When you're moving along tickety-boo and all of a sudden you hit a bump in the road and you're like, oh, you take a little bit of that deep breath and you think, what? Oh my God. And you know, I always say it's like the vacuum cleaner and someone sucked the, all the speaking, what you were going to say right out of your brain. And you're standing there on the stage going, oh my God, what do I do now? Because I think that happens to everyone at some point in time sure. in their career, right? Do you have a tip that you can share with our viewing and listening audience that when, you know, things get overwhelming or you've gotten a little bit too confident and then someone, you catch someone's eye in the audience and they're making this really weird face and you're like, oh no, I'm not making that connection. And it totally throws you off your game. You know, I uh, do. A couple of things. One, I, I have a pretty good sense of humor and don't get embarrassed very easily. I mean, I don't dive into embarrassment, but I, I can brush off stuff pretty pretty easily. So that doesn't throw me off personally too much, but I will say it always helps to just lighten the mood where I'll, I'll say, I was just about to tell you something really important, but I can't remember what it is. But when I do remember, I'm going to circle I'll back. I'll share it. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, really hold on your hats, folks. You know, it's coming. Yeah. And so I just let it go. And then I'll, and then if I remember, and if it needs to be said, I'll be like, ah, I remember the important thing I was going to tell you. So sometimes it's just addressing the elephant in the room, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. But the best thing I could say for anyone else, because, you know, not everyone may have that confidence in the moment or just be comfortable with that type of, of humor or uh, is to practice. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that the truth? I, I always say like practice, you can practice for free, like practice as, as many times as you need to. And I don't memorize. I don't, I don't subscribe to having a script, but I do absolutely subscribe to you practicing until you feel, Comfortable. oh, I got it. Like yeah. this yeah. happened to me the other day that I have all the tech ready. I've got my I've got my laptop. I've got the clicker with, I got extra batteries. I have cords. I have, um, you're ready. I have a thumb drive in case they have a computer that it, whatever, whatever, have all the things, have all the stuff. And they just could not get their tech to work. It wasn't my tech. It wasn't happening. And I said, and they were starting to, I could feel the tension starting to rise on the, cause they're like trying to, you know, make it, Figure work. it out. I yeah. said, you know what? It's all good. I can do this without any slides. Like it's, 
I also was prepared for that right. because I practiced, they don't know what's on the slides anyway, so they're not sure. going to know if I, you know, skip anything. And then now we're able to just like, they can calm down, relax. Yeah. Cause yeah. I don't want that kind of tension in the air either. So there's a yeah. lot of responsibility, as you know, that comes in with speaking and that prep ahead of time allows me to regain some semblance of order around the emotion in the room and the energy in the room. And just like, it's all good. I'm fine. Don't worry. We're good. We're going to land this plane on time. It's going to be great. And we're all going to have a good time. <laughs> you know what? And I think that comes with this experience. It's like anything in life, right? Yeah. When you first start out, you stumble over your words. Sometimes some people may need sure. cue cards, you know, other people may need slides because the slides give them that sort of, Oh, that's my next talking point. That's yeah. the next thing I'm going to say. But, you know, as you get, you practice a story, especially if it's a story that you're sharing more than once and it's mm -hmm. a similar theme, sometimes the ad lib part can be the most fun. Yeah. And and trusting yourself to go, uh, like I, I often will say, like, have a story library, meaning like on your own, you're, that's yeah. your homework. Like, I've yeah. got a few, so you don't need to write the whole thing out, but just a couple bullet points like, oh yeah, that's Kate from, you know, Seattle right. or whatever. Right. And then you can use your intuition and this is yeah a little bit more advanced let's just say and not everyone taps into that that's okay yeah. uh, if you're like what intuition now we can't be no you can still be a speaker it's okay yeah exactly <laughs> but a lot of people have that there and i'll change my stuff and i'll even say that i said oh there's a story i want to share with you i don't usually share this but i guess I need to share this today. Maybe someone in the audience needed to hear this. So then I'll, I'll share something. That's really a, a really critical piece of advice, I think. And that is to give yourself permission to go off script. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because 100%. that's where the authenticity comes in. Because they're actually coming to see and hear you. Yeah. Clearly, you've got a compelling story to share. Or they wouldn't be sitting there in the audience waiting for you to share it with them. So go, giving yourself permission to go off script can sometimes make the talk even that much better. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Now give us a little bit of insight into the speakers network that you created because yeah. that's a whole other service. And you know, if, if I've spoken to one speaker, I've spoken to a whole bunch who say, <laughs> Oh my God, the idea of having to go out and find somewhere to speak, or, you yeah. know, I've got my topic. I really love speaking, but Oh, the sales part I hate. And you really don't want somebody else to sell you because they generally can't do that very well. So, yeah. you know, how did, how do you create a network that gives that, that authenticity of the speaker and gets them gigs? Yeah. So we have, it's the international speaker network. It's on ispeakernetwork.com. And I started this group 10 years ago. It was a local group. It was, we meet, would meet in person. And then when COVID hit, we started sharing, we go meeting virtually and then people from all over started joining in. So it worked out really well in 2023, which we are now currently in at this recording, that we merged with another, I merged two communities together to form the International Speaker Network. And it's a bit, like I call it kind of the water cooler for soul-filled, purpose-driven speakers. It's weird. I don't know if you find this, Trish, but as speakers, we we enjoy the being in front of the audience type of, a, you know, that energy exchange and all that. But as a speaker, we're often figuring all this stuff out by ourselves, we're like mm -hmm. writing our talk or searching for gigs or whatever it is that we're doing. And so it's like, hey, come on down. <laughs> we're all going to hang out together. We're going to exchange ideas. We're going to get to know each other. That virtual handshake 
because ideally, if you can find your referral partners in that group, you can practically eliminate cold calling from your vocabulary right. <laughs> or or searching the Google search forever or cold calling. And when I say cold calling, it's usually like email at this point or sure. filling out sure. applications, that kind of thing. So yeah. why not get yourself to the top of the list? So it's really about the relationships. I know people think, oh, I'm just going to hand over. You're going to get booked. It's like, well, no, you show up, meet some great people, learn some cool stuff, share and help, each, and, other, share right? and, and help each other out. And all of a sudden, I just had a call um, with one of our members and she's like, oh, I just got back from Idaho. I was speaking in front of 200 people. And it was a referral from... The International Speaker Network, another member. Isn't that's that awesome. amazing, right? That's so awesome. Yeah, it. That's how it works. I mean, people think it's got this like there's a secret unicorn thing. I'm like, yeah, it's called showing yeah, up. It, yeah, <laughs> and it's called networking, right? It's called show up with people who could help you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I love is that you know in the Share Your Stories community, we're all about collaboration over competition. And yeah. I love that that's actually what you're doing. And you're being very specific with a network of speakers who, you know, sometimes you need a boost. Sometimes you need to throw the spaghetti on the wall. You know, sometimes you need to share an experience and just say, how did you overcome this? Like this yeah. happened to me, has it ever happened to you? Mm -hmm. Because you're absolutely right. You know, entrepreneurship, we work a lot in isolation. We do. Right? It's lonely, it's lonely at the top really, uh, <laughs> it yeah. technically appeals to an entrepreneur. Yes. Because, you know, if we're a solopreneur or even if you have less than five employees, you know, I was recently doing some research and 80% of the, you know, entrepreneurial companies or small business ownership is mm -hmm. a solopreneur or people who, with less than five employees. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. So how do we connect? How do we share? So I love that your network is almost mentor mentee. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really exciting and it's never let me down. I, we've been doing this for 10 years and I've only, I remember in 10 years, there's only one meeting that I wasn't there for that I had a friend lead for me. And that was uh, like nine years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> haven't missed a meeting in nine years. Good for you. Good for you. I love the fact that you, there's, there's some synchronicity and, you know, I love also your comment where you say we attract like minded people into our mm -hmm. networks. And so here we are, uh, you know, sharing stories. Uh, I'm sharing your story and you share every, you help other people share their stories, which is really quite amazing because we're really doing very similar things, um, but using different platforms to do it. Totally. So yeah. kudos to you for all you of the, the work that you've done. Uh, thank you so much. One of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask people to share three words of advice. And I read your three words of advice and thought, mm -hmm, I definitely have to ha meet this girl in person. And your three <laughs> worlds are go get them. So share with our viewing and listening audience why they're important to you. Uh, that used to be what my dad would say. He'd say like, go, go, get them, get them, go, go, get them, get them. But you said to narrow down to three words. So that was the short version. <laughs> yeah. You, and I love it because it really says, if you really are passionate about something and you want it bad enough, you will go and get it. That's absolutely. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I mean, you didn't move from, you know, Fairbanks, Alaska to California and do 600 <laughs> gigs if you weren't passionate about speaking. No. Right? <laughs> I mean, you, you had to be passionate about what you were doing in order to be as successful as you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I really and truly thank you for spending some time with us. I'm going to take a look at becoming a member of your oh. network because you know what? Who doesn't need a little pick me up every once in a while? 
And I love the fact that we now have more opportunities virtually than we probably ever did before. And that's a whole new world for a speaker because we're so used to, as you say, the dog and pony show where you carry all your stuff with you, you get on a plane or you go on a train or you get on a bus or you drive to wherever it is that you're going. And now there's all kinds of opportunities that have opened up that I don't think a lot of us have even tapped into yet um, because we're still getting our our standing on our own feet again and trying to, you know, gain our balance after some really difficult years. So thank you so much for that. And I will definitely look into the speakers network and uh, see if there's some synergies there too. Love it. I was so exciting to talk with you, Trish. Thank you, Lisa. It's really been a pleasure. To you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us today for this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to the person behind the logo. If you'd like to connect with our guest, you'll find Lisa's contact information in the description portion below. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. And for other inspirational stories, subscribe to our channel, Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.